You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I don't know if I want to talk about it because it's like a magician revealing his tricks. Oh, boy. It's like, you know. Are you the magician in this scenario? I guess scenario? I would be the magician, you know, but I mean, I, I don't want to give people the wrong impression. You know, because then they have this image in their mind, and then, you know, if you break it down, if you give the whole behind-the-scenes story... But you're already acoustic. This is almost like behind-the-scenes. Well, it's kind of behind-the-scenes, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're already, like, breaking it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Supper rock. This that's is when you get real for. supper rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that this is going to be weird. funny. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Apartment <laughs> Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found, and thank you for finding us. We have a lot of stuff we want to get to today. I do want to say a big thank you to everybody who goes to our website, funemploymentradio.com, and clicks on the Amazon link. Oh, that's the best link. Doing all of your shopping by going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on that Amazon link right there. I placed some orders myself, Sarah, for some cords and SD cards. Wow. Very Greg, exciting stuff. That is thrilling. I'm so glad you shared that Isn't with that the class. Isn't that thrilling content that mm-hmm. we can add to our podcast here at funemploymentradio.com oh, is the website. The link is Amazon. Click that and have fun. So I was trying to work out shop a couple of different ways to like do the None ads. None of them worked. All right. Yeah. We'll have to throw out all of those. Yeah. I'm a little bit rusty. Uh, all right. So we, we've got that. And also coming up here in just a minute, um, or I don't know, a minute, uh, at some point, we're going to be joined by uh, author Emil Andreas. So Emil is in town. He's got a book out. and he's It's got called a- uh, Hard to Grip, a Memoir of Youth, Baseball, and Chronic Illness. It's fascinating. So basically what he had was a, he was on the precipice of a burgeoning, like, uh, like huge baseball career. Yeah. And then pitch- yeah, he was going to be a pitcher, and he found out that he had this like um, this crippling um, like chronic illness. He had rheumatoid arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, arthritis yeah. which he basically calls it like a old lady. Um, <laughs> he had like a old lady. Uh, syndrome or something. Yeah, yeah. Things. So it's it's uh, the book is just about him dealing with that and then kind of what he's done since then and, and how you move on with life with such a shock. And it's a really interesting book and he's going to be in here in just a little bit to talk about that. So he's going to be joining us So maybe joining us soon. sooner than later. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. I guess he got... Um, Somehow he got the wrong address, so he, he ended up at our, our P.O. box. That's the last time that happened that happened with the Super Troopers guys. Yes. It, that's yep. why it says clearly on the website, like I made sure I wrote in all bold, like, this is not our, our studio <laughs> address, this is our P.O. box. Yeah, so I, I <laughs> felt kind of bad about that, so I sent him a, I sent him a text, and he, I think he's got the right place now, so we'll see uh, whenever he shows up here, we'll uh, bring him into the studio. But uh, we've got all that going on. I do want to say, too, again, thank you, everybody, for all the emails and everything about Sarah. Sarah, dealing with... It's been one week, actually. It's been it was a week. one a week ago today. It was about this time Around last week now. that I was finding out that I had a giant cyst the size of a grapefruit inside of me, and then they were telling me that they had to uh, perform surgery on me, which started in roughly two and a half hours from now. Yeah, a week and, ago. and a week ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that That's is trippy. It like, is I'm remembering weird. what it's like being in the hospital, like laying there and not knowing what was going on. Uh huh. Oh, that's a weird feeling. Yeah. It's been a weird week. Yeah, it has been a it's it's strange. And so I have to say like yesterday was kind of a, a real low point for me. I I would say yesterday like finally yeah. it emotionally took its toll. Uh today well, I'm it takes feeling, a while to catch up with all that. You it know? does. Yesterday I was just like the holy shit I got operated on and I'm not I'm not going to be the same that I was and it's fine, but um today I feel a lot better. 
Yeah. I mean, I still feel I, I'm still overwhelmed with the world a little. Like, I'm super excited to go to the show tonight. But I'm mm-hmm. just I also want to just say, like, if you are there, and if I'm acting like a little off, if I seem a little overwhelmed, like it's nothing personal. Just uh, like maybe I'm not just in the mood to like have a super long conversation at that point. It's nothing against you. It's just me, and I'm gonna be just a little right. Nervous. You're gonna have a little bit of anxiety going. Back I'm gonna have you. a little anxiety, so it's nothing personal. And on top of that, you're not a you're not a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent. And this is gonna be a Greg event. This isn't a fun employment radio event. This is a goddamn <laughs> courage performance. So I'm gonna be there as a spectator. <laughs> I am there as a fan. Well, it's because gonna be Greg's gonna be the dancing monkey tonight. I don't have to do anything. No, that's true. You're free and clear. I am free and fucking. That clear. is absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. So, in case you didn't hear, and I'm, I've been getting, I've actually received three messages from uh, friends who are pissed off at me, thinking that this had been planned for a long time and that I didn't tell them about it. And so, I want to apologize on that. Is one of them Lisa? Well, that's that's one person. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's not the only one. I've I've gotten a lot. I'm not going to call them out by names. Um, I'll just say I'm sorry. Have so, you gotten some hate mail, some courage hate mail? Yes, some, I well, have. some specific Greg Nibbler hate mail. Uh, no, there are people angry at me that that they thought we had planned this and I didn't uh, and didn't tell them about it. Well, so this no, is kind of a last minute thing. So yeah. that's that's what I wanted to get to is uh, tonight. Um, courage, my band is going to be playing something that we've never actually really done before, is not that in a, a long time. Like my band. Um, well, we're going to be playing a show at Landmark Saloon at 5 p.m. I mean, the <laughs> last time we special, come get it. I don't know if we've ever played a show that early before, like uh, ever. Even back in the original days when we were doing like three-hour sets, different places, we would we would do like a an hour, like a three-hour, like a whole night we get booked for. And so you'd have to play all kinds of different covers and things to, like, fill out three hours. But that was a long time ago. Since then, we do our reunions every couple of years, or three years, three years, I guess it's been, since the last one. And we usually play bigger shows. And today, we just decided since... um, Stone, the drummer, has moved back to Portland, and Gavin just happens to be visiting, so the third member of the band. And so we're just like... You know what? We're all in the same place at the same time. Screw it. Let's see if we can play a show. And we're buddies with Landmark. Also, Maybe they can fit us in a slot. We haven't practiced in three years, <laughs> so that's the key part. So it's going to be an interesting performance. It's going to be part acoustic tonight. We're going to do a set. We we did we did run through some stuff yesterday. I will say they did in- invade my basement home. That's true. Where I live uh, alone and by myself in Greg's basement. For the um, for right now, while I'm in recovery, as Greg so sadly put it yesterday. <laughs> well, so you don't have to be alone in your apartment. I could just be alone in a basement. Yep. Wow, Greg. Okay, you make it sound where I was joking, and then you like made it actually sad. You're not again. alone in the basement. It's a house full of people. I mean, I know, but then I you just for some reason you can take it and just make me feel like crap about no, it. No, I'm just saying it's better than being alone in your stu- one bedroom. You know, a studio apartment. Yeah, not one bedroom. Studio. Let's not, uh, let's not get fancy. It's a studio. That's true. My it's bedroom your dining room and is your my bedroom. living room is my dining room. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, during recovery. My bed is my dining room table, okay? Stay, staying <laughs> in my so... basement. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we, we did kind of run through some stuff yesterday, and it was, uh, it was, it was really fun. I forget how much I love um, hanging out with those two guys and, and just doing what we do. I mean, I love it. But... That being said, we also were used to kind of we put on a good show, you know, and we were especially technically, you know, we like to we like to hit everything right. And having not played for three years, it's actually those two are going to be fine. It's me in that I haven't sang any of these lyrics that I wrote in a long time, and so I'm kind of forgetting how they all go. All right, let me just ask you. Let me ask you this: If you wrote the lyrics. 
aren't they yours to like do with what you want? I suppose so. I mean, who's to say that the lyrics that you sing today, which are completely different from the original ones, aren't the correct lyrics? If you are... It's an evolving song. It's an evolving song. It's an evolution of sorts. Uh-huh. Like People can't be mad because you're growing as an artist. Sure. Therefore, the lyrics grow with you. Okay, that's what it is. It's all interpretive. You're welcome for that, by the way. You're welcome okay, for that. Okay, yeah, we'll... Uh... <laughs> Maybe we'll go yeah, with that. People are singing along, you know, with the song, and like, like you're no, you're the, doing it wrong. You're singing the wrong words, and then and I'll get mad about it. And you'll be like, no, that is the old way to sing it. That's this is the I new way. I just created the new way. How come you don't know it? Um, yeah, I'll see how well that goes over, and see if anybody shows up. If we uh, perhaps play again sometime, so well, it, it should be fun. It should be a good time. But what I was saying was with the tricks. I mean, if it's ever happened before, if I forget lyrics, if you're playing, usually we're big, uh, on a big, loud stage. You know, it's a very loud music. I mean, it's well, loud rock and roll. Yeah. Um, and this time you're we're going to be playing acoustic. Rock, you're going to be able to hear probably what I'm singing a lot better, which makes me more nervous. Like, this kind of a situation makes me more nervous because... Particularly you can hear I how forget- creepy all the lyrics are, too. Oh, the lyrics are very creepy. Also, I forget uh, some of the lyrics sometimes. I mean, I don't perform this every... Day. Well, I mean, you know, we did just announce this last minute, so I mean, it won't be like super crowded. It's going to be crowded. But oh, I don't know if anybody's going to be there or not. I don't. Greg, you know, stop, whatever. Okay, Greg is getting into this like nervous, like he wants people to go. We're but playing not a five to. p.m. show on a Thursday. I, I guess that's kind of but a he's hard having thing that to come nervous to. thing. We're like, really, we just wanted to get together and jam and see if somebody's you know people show up or something. That's going to be. Fun. I'm going to show up. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be fun. This is nice. This is something that we don't ever normally do. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's been a long time since we've done something like this, so who knows how to go. But since since you can hear the lyrics, you don't get to hear what I do on stage. This is the magician revealing the tricks part of it. Sometimes if you forget the lyrics, you just run it over, and you just kind of sing loud and make sounds that kind of sound like what you think the lyrics are. Ooh, like what? Uh, well, like, I'm not going to give us any. Well, you don't. No, you got to make it sound real. So if like I'm grunts, like. <laughs> just follow what it, Ooh, I did that was a good one. To go. Just follow how it's supposed to go. I don't know what that was, but exactly. that was not it. Uh, so no, that's that's all you do. You just kind of go, uh, just kind of stumble over it, and um, if it's loud enough, people will just assume that either you said it right so or that they saying, heard it wrong. So he's saying you're so going to set the vocals you, you very the low. Audience. The vocals are low and the instruments <laughs> are very high. Yes, yeah, so you won't be able to hear a word. <laughs> You'll just see my mouth moving. I'll just like, maybe I'll just uh, lip sync it. You know what you could do? I, I could isolate the You know how I can tell when somebody is, well, either forgetting the lyrics, lazy or drunk, uh, is when they're singing is when they ask that it's like alright now you sing along so what you can do is you can keep doing, doing that doing that for every song for every song alright your turn <laughs> it's your turn <laughs> and like be like you could just start the song and be like and and everyone will uh-huh, and just look at people they and can then do their work for it'll you it'll be a bunch of people that have never seen us and have no idea what we're doing there because <laughs> um, I mean yeah that's the other thing the last time we played shows like this or played shows. You know, it's people going to the show. They know at least that we're playing. This is going to be random people walking into Landmark. There's no there's no feed. There's oh no cover. We're no, playing no. for free. No, I know. And so it's going to be random people like, who the hell are these guys? What are they doing over there? That part I'm actually looking forward to. I am. So that kinda, would be the part. That's how you and I are different because, like, that's the part that would make me nervous. I love it because I'm, we're going to confuse okay. the shit also out of some because people. Landmark, and there's nothing on the line here. I mean, no, no. It also, like, you know, because Landmark is one of our favorite places. But um, yeah. well, I haven't been there since my surgery, so it's been a, like a while since I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> awake. Um, but also, there are lots of you know new apartment buildings and stuff coming up. up 
up in the neighborhood. So it's like the clientele's changing a little. I can't wait to see like the little California stick girls who are new to the neighborhood walking in and you're singing like I'm gonna swank. I'm going to make eye contact right with them. And as lock I sing eyes it. with them. Yep. Oh, I am so going to do it's that. I love that. Kind of swank. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> that's going to be amazing. Uh, I did used to love that kind of stuff because we'd play, we'd play little shows in like Corvallis and Eugene and places like that where maybe we'd have a few people that would know who we were and then the rest of it's just a complete blank slate of an audience that uh, just happened to be there either to see another band or didn't know who or just were there and mm. then then to do that and like lock eyes with someone and sing a song to a complete stranger oh man that's fun oh, I'm just make it awkward yeah I miss those kinds of things anyway uh, today We'll be at Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division at 5 p.m. for a pop-up rock show, as Eddie called it. That's what it is. It's a pop-up show. Oh, see, I like the, the supper show. It's also supper rock because it's 5 p.m. I like the early bird Get special. your supper and then uh, watch the show and then get home at a reasonable you sure hour. You can. You can go to uh, Leroy's outside, get yourself some food, yep. then uh, bring it inside, have your snacks while you are. Be home and in bed by 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> get a good night's sleep. Drink some water. You can buy a beer if you want to. They got lots of beer there. All right, but that's that's going on today. So that's what's going to be. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's no, going to well, be. Good. I will be oh, there. Oh, I just realized I did something wrong. Uh, sorry, keep on, keep on talking. Oh, okay, is he trying to call? No, no, I just did something wrong. If you kind of okay, you can talk for a second. I'm talking for a okay, second. Okay, nope, I did it right. Sorry, I, I thought I gave Emil the wrong uh, <laughs> room number to call up to. I was like, great, did we just give him the wrong thing on top of the wrong thing? So no, it's all good. Right, is he here? No, 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 no. Okay. No, we're fine. We're fine. All right. Well, then should I? That was my that was my panic. This is what happens. Greg has to like put his panic onto something else because he's panicking about like today and getting all of his work done because he has like seventeen jobs. This well, afternoon. no, I texted him the address, but I thought I just gave him the wrong thing. But I, I believe I gave him the correct thing. So we're we're all good. We're all good. Okay. Um, it's being asked in the live chat. Uh, Chris is asking, by the way, are you in studio or at the house? We are out of my house now. We're down yes. at the studio. Um, Sarah, again, felt comfortable coming down here. So we'll see. It is funny. Has Sarah's starting to feel better, which I can. There's a markedly a, a marked difference today. You are definitely <laughs> feeling better than you have been. You're still not 100 percent. And I can tell that. But. She's. It's like she's just woken up from a long, long nap, and she's still groggy, but now everything is exciting. So, like, everything in this room, like, wow, that's really neat. Wow, look at that. Oh, my gosh, it's hot outside. Do you want some coffee? I just made coffee, Greg. What if I drank all the coffee? Oh, my gosh, <laughs> now it's getting hot again in here. Oh, boy, I'm excited for this show. What are you going to do tonight? What am I going to wear? It's like that. It's just like rapid fire, and I'm like, okay, I am really happy you're feeling better. Are you? Um, no, I, I, I am. Like, does that mean you're moving out of my basement? (laughs) (laughs) But when do we move along? Um, Stop making me move (laughs) So it is. There it is. Yeah, Chris also coined this perfect. Uh, Sarah, it's like if a puppy could talk. That's kind of what it is. Yes, just become aware (laughs) of surroundings and everything's exciting right now. Everything is very exciting, exciting and, and shiny overwhelming and, a little and new scary. and overwhelming. Yep. And then you get scared and then you get anxiety and then you feel better and then everything's happy again and then it's hot again. And then <laughs> it is getting pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. Little toasty you told me, told me several times. I knew it was going to circle back around. You to know where it's not going to be hot? The Landmark Saloon today when Courage is playing. Because not only is it before your bedtime, but they have air conditioning. Yeah, you're rocking in before it's time to go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, rocking rockin in before sleep. the sun goes down. All right, folks, about bedtime for us. We're signing off. 
<laughs> oh, I'm going to be playing that up so Mama's much. Mama's got some hot tea on the kettle for me. <laughs> I am changing up some of the stories. So there's going to be some making, like countrifying them. This is a free for all tonight. We're we're just gonna we're oh, changing no, I know. things this up. This is like improv, Greg. We're, yeah, kind of. Yeah, we're changing things up. Some of it'll work. Some of it probably won't. Well, because once you and Gavin and Stonehall get together, you're all like unhinged, crazy people. Yeah, well, that's a hundred. There's yeah, going to be absolutely. whiskey involved, and there will definitely be, be whiskey. There will definitely be whiskey. I mean, when we perform like the big shows, we try not to drink very very much. Like we'll have a little bit to drink, but not much because we don't want to fuck up the big show. This. We're just having fun. No, you're just doing it for, for the love of doing it. Yep. You're just not doing it for any money. You're just doing it There's, for the We're experience. not getting paid a dime. <laughs> Maybe somebody will buy us a drink. Yeah, yeah so cool. everyone buy Greg and Stone and Gavin drinks because they're doing this. It's free entertainment just because they want to. <laughs> like, they're seriously not. Landmark isn't paying them. They're just allowing them to use the space. No, we asked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we weren't booked. We asked. They weren't being, we like, could, uh, <laughs> they weren't being hounded. It's almost like we threatened. Like, we're going to come down and play. Like, All right. Five o'clock. Yep. We'll be there. That's kind of how it was. Uh, anyway, couragemusic.com. If you want to check any of it out, it is not safe for work. All right. Um, uh, should we take a break? What should we do? Yeah, I think let's take a break. <clears throat> I, I'm I'm not sure what the deal is. Or I guess I could do a little bit of ball talk right now. Oh, okay. Um, that might work. I, I'm just trying to check it out since he did go to the wrong spot. So sorry about that. I'm stumbling just a little bit trying talk? to figure that out. Yeah, let's uh, do some brief ball talk. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. In case you needed a reminder, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather Jr. are still going to be fighting. Oh, yes, Conor McGregor. Yep. So that is still happening. I feel like they kind of messed up the uh, hype train for that because they went so big in, like, June and July to where now it's where do you go from here? It's kind of sputtered out, and I feel like people are starting for, to forget. I've even seen reports that there are still tickets for sale for the actual event itself, which that's not good since each uh, each of these fighters is expected to get hundred million dollars a piece. Yeah, it seems like they're dragging range. it out. Like I feel like this should have happened already. It should have happened. Yeah, by the by their hype train, it should have happened in the beginning of August. I mean, it should happened a couple of weeks ago at least. However, it is still going on. It will be at the end of this month. So you can still get your tickets. Um, one of uh, McGregor's sparring partners has uh, come out and said that uh, he quit. So they, these are the people that they they practice sparring with mm. in the, um, in the ring. You know, before they before they go to the actual fight, they could have practice rounds. And this guy quit and said Conor McGregor is an asshole, and that is why he quit. So he does not like Conor McGregor. Whoa! Yeah, I wonder what he did to him. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly, but he does not like him. So anyway. There's that. That is coming up. Um, moving on in ball talk, we have something very fantastic. Since we are going to be talking about baseball here in a minute, and I thought we would bring this up. By the way, I did predict that the Washington Nationals will win the Major League Baseball uh, World Series. And just like last year, when I predicted that the Chicago Cubs would win, before, this, before the season started, I made that prediction. And lo and behold, I was correct. My prognosticating skills are amazing. And now... If only you could say prognosticating. I said it. I said it just fine. The Washington Nationals are who I am picking. How come you're so good at this? I think they're going to do it. The Washington Nationals are going to do it. See, they're going to take it all the way. I think they're going to win the World Series this year. That's my prediction. 
based on hours of research. Yes, so much research. Uh, Vicky is saying that was a fluke. Well, that was a fluke 107 years in the making. All right. So here's the story I have for baseball right now. We have a new animal to cheer for. We all remember fondly the rally squirrel. <gasps> rally squirrel. At rally least you do if squirrel. you listen to this show, because I will never let the rally squirrel go. And rally, rally squirrel will always be number one in my book for rally animals, because it was the squirrel that ran onto the, ran onto the field with, for the St. Louis Cardinals multiple times. Earning the nickname Rally Squirrel and his own song. However, St. Louis is apparently the place for stray animals to run onto, the, <laughs> onto their fields because we now have Rally Cat. Rally Cat? Rally Cat. Is it a, ra- a cat or a kitten? Rally Cat is a kitten. <gasps> a gray tabby kitten that uh, ran onto the field. I believe this was yeah yesterday. During a game between the Kansas City Royals and the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, this kitten, there's a video of this. They stop the game while this kitten's just sprinting across the across the field, going all the way out to the outfield, runs toward an outfielder, and this guy's just kind of standing there watching and then uh, runs away from, from the, from the uh, outfielder. The groundsman, that, and that's when they kind of pan back on the camera. We'll post a link to this video. You see the groundsman, like, sprinting across the field trying to get to this cat. To, like, get it off the field, because that's his responsibility. And finally catches up and pins the kitten and picks it up and is running back back to the dugout to take the kitten off the field. The entire time, this kitten is just spinning around and biting him constantly oh. and trying to scratch him. And he's sitting there, like, trying to hurry, trying to run with this kitten, trying not to hurt the kitten, you could tell, but also getting bit the hell up the entire time. Oh, God, kittens are made out of, like, needles, uh, needles. and knives. Oh, oh, yes, just needles and teeth. And so that's uh, that's what the video is. is that guy, I want to see like an image of his hands after. Oh, it the had to be. Oh yeah, beaten up pretty good. I mean, this cat's just squirming around. I don't know how he held on to the kitten, um, but anyway, they did get it off. So that was the the new saga, the new story for uh, for Major League Baseball, and that is the Rally Kitten, which is taking over. Taking Are there any over songs yet? the sensation. No, there's not. I've been looking for some. I mean, this just happened. I'm hoping the same people that made the Rally. Squirrel song will maybe uh, come to the forefront, maybe step up and bring us something new. Mm-hmm. But as of now, we do not have anything that can uh, that can compete with that. Okay, breaking so, news: there is not a song. There is so no far. rally cat song rally as of cat, now. Rally cat. Um, so. I was going to play Rally Squirrel, but my computer sucks. So we'll just leave it at that. There we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right. Why don't we go ahead and take a break mm-hmm. for a moment? And um, and I believe uh, I'm sure he'll be joining us here pretty soon, Emil de Andreas. And uh, we'll do that and then come back here in a minute with some more fun employment radio. Dot. Ah, I mean, ah. Haven't been using your computer as much, have you? I have last week. Dot com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. 
It is kind of weird now that I think about it. Now I've just turned the switch back on to where I'm afraid I'm going to say something wrong. But, you can totally but I have say something wrong. But I don't have to worry wrong. about it. There's I know. nothing wrong you can say because this is our thing. So it's true. You can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to introducing our guests right now. And uh, this is, I'm just going to say, this is your first time on a podcast? Is that? Uh, that's safe to say. Yeah. That's safe to yeah. say. Is yeah. it first time in a studio? Like, first time I'm wearing like the headphones and looking at people. Like, oh, that's like, awesome. <laughs> you usually hear on like a radio station in the morning. Like, yeah. No. Well, it's harder to do phoners than it is this, I think, anyway. Oh, I hate yeah. phoners. Yeah. But uh, we, let's uh, introduce your name. Uh, <laughs> yes, Emil DeAndres. Am I saying it right? DeAndres. Yep. DeAndres. All of them are good. All of them are good. All he's count. so polite. Okay, good. Like yeah. we all, I've like pronounced it like six We've different ways. We've probably screwed it up every time, but he's <laughs> no. being too nice to let us know. That's, know. that's what it is. <laughs> well, so yeah, you were just saying that you were on a phone call this morning, right? So you kind of were doing a little radio tour thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was up at five. A lot of the radio stations that I get interviews on are on the East Coast uh, and their morning show. So it's like... It's hella morning for me because oh, yeah. I'm from San Francisco. Oh. So, uh, and, you know, here in Portland, we're on the West Coast. So I was up at 530 doing a sports talk radio, I think, in New Jersey. And then, like, an hour later, I was on in, in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, I've been all over the place. Because the, the guy who gets me these uh, these interviews lives in Florida. And he spent a career getting, you know, interviews uh, all over the East Coast. Those are his connections. So it's been helpful for my book because I don't know how to penetrate those markets. So. Right. Yeah. I know yeah. New Jersey and then Kansas all in one morning and now Portland. It has been. It was a dream to have a radio interview in Kansas. And I, <laughs> I, I, it, I know when you started I'm, writing, I'm actually, you're probably like, if only I can break into the Kansas yeah. market. I'm actually curious about that. Like, So when you do the uh, like a sports talk station over there, do they, of course, ask you like, so what do you think about the Royals? Uh, you know, or what do you think about whatever the, the local team that they're talking about? Very, very... Uh, seldom do they bring up like pro sport. My opinion on pro sports because yeah. like the window can be as brief as like ten minutes, and it's like they got to get as much of it in about my book as they can. But random, God, sometimes I'll have some random questions. I I was interviewing with a station in Ontario like earlier this month or earlier last month, and uh, <laughs> the the interview ended. Uh, it's like okay, I'm gonna nail you with a serious question here, and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> like okay. you know, I got like excited, I got tingly, and she was like. Should Pete Rose go into the Hall of Fame? And I was like, well, <laughs> uh, I mean, that just—it it was, it was out of so out of left field. I like didn't even. I mean, yes, he should. And he's like, okay, thanks for being on the show. And, and that played, was it. Just yeah, that was the last. <laughs> oh, that was that's how, weird. That was how it, it, she tied it up. So wow. it was all down. Like that was very cool. I like getting thrown <laughs> questions that I'm not ready for. I guess so. At least they didn't ask you about like a Kardashian or something because they probably try to be kooky. Like, what do you think about that latest scandal? And you're like, eh, what? I'd prefer not to even like have an opinion. On right. That. <laughs> And that is the proper answer. We would not ask you anything about that. Oh, well, now we might have to. No, though. now I'm embarrassed even said that name out. on our show. Actually. Yeah, I know. Totally sit out there. That's what I'm going to bleep. We're it's not going to be it. the. Yeah, it's not going to be no. profanity. It's going to be that. Um, well, <laughs> well, let's talk about your book. So hard to grip, and um, you know we don't have to go too far into it, but maybe just for people to to get like a, kind of the backstory, which I've read. It's really inspiring. Oh. Um, I haven't read the entire book yet, but I've I've read about the backstory. I think Mike's sending us a book. I'm not gonna, oh, we're gonna to have to. That, but, all right, well, uh, I'm gonna have to borrow it from. Yeah, you, I know I, exactly. I um, but maybe for for people listening, like, what's the backstory of this? So, uh, hard to grip is a memoir. Uh, it is about it's sort of, the narrative. Sort of covers my experience playing baseball, uh, covering me through high school, where I experienced some like measurable success. Um, got a scholarship to play at University of Hawaii Hilo, uh, where I also had some success. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call myself like a very successful pitcher I threw like high 70s low 80s and just like hoped people 
were ahead of my pitches. Uh, <laughs> and then I didn't want to join the real world and, and get a job a- at all. And so I was like, I was super apprehensive of, of graduating college. And so one of the things I did was search for opportunities to play professional baseball. And uh, one of the only ones that arose because I was not that good at baseball was... Uh, I mean, you're at D1. I mean, that's still pretty, that's it was pretty D1, good. It was D1, but we got clobbered a bunch. And <laughs> um, in fact, earlier this morning, I was on a radio station in Kansas, and it ended up actually being the flagship station for University of Kansas, who we played a ton. Um, and they appear a lot in my book. And I was actually like going, like remembering some of the stories where I would, there was this one time I had to like pitch in a monsoon in Hawaii, like, and the, the umpires refused to call the game. Like, oh, man. it was insane. <laughs> I, I, um, like it was the ball, I would throw the ball. It would be a ball. It would be called a ball because it was, you know, it slipped out of my hand. The umpire <laughs> would reach into his, his bag to get me a new ball like a dry one, throw it out. And by the time it got to me on the mound, it was soaked again. And like, so I was just throwing wet ball after wet ball. I got clobbered. Anyways, I told that story this morning, uh, live on Kansas, just recalling some of the good times. And, uh, but anyways, uh, I got a contract to Belgium and in the same month that I got this professional contract, my body started changing. I got like my left elbow started swelling and then it's the swelling spread to my fingers and then other parts of my body. And so in the same month that I threw my last college pitch and got a professional contract, I also had rheumatoid arthritis, which is a, it was typically like an old woman's disease. And so I kind of had, I like went into this phase of denial. And so the book is just uh, about a kid who loved the game of baseball, who thought he would play it a lot longer than he could, got it taken from him and has to acclimate towards, he has to sort of acclimate to not being the man anymore that he thought he was, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, but this kind of new reality that's now presented itself. There it is. Man. Yeah. What, it, what is, is the cause of rheumatoid arthritis? You know, the, uh, is there a cause? Or that's a thing. Just, like, yeah. um, in my book, I say that one and a half million people have rheumatoid arthritis and 0.0 million know how they got it. Mm-hmm. And there's just no – it's an autoimmune condition, which means your body sort of manifests it. Um, it perceives – in the case of rheumatoid arthritis – your immune system perceives its own self as the enemy and attacks it as if it's the enemy. Okay. So it causes you to swell up and, uh, you know, uh, be inflexible. So it's like fighting a, a bacteria that, or whatever that is itself. Exactly. Like, okay. It's just it's like a glitch in the system, basically, that can't be rewired. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a trip. We actually have a couple of uh, comedian friends here from Portland. They moved down to Tucson, I think, now, but they both have rheumatoid arthritis are living together I think helping each other out in that aspect oh. but yeah it's yeah that's a, it's, it's is there crazy something about the climate um, that, I think I think there was something down in Tucson like since it reason. was drier yeah. or like uh, something dry air is, is, yeah. meant, is, is typically found to be uh, helpful yeah that's dry why I think, heat yeah they ended up moving there because yeah. it was too wet up here and I guess it was like exacerbating their conditions so they moved down there exactly yeah, yeah that's a thing um, we have uh, somebody's writing in with a question right now Brahim just asked uh, did you find a new passion besides baseball like how was it transitioning that from yeah I mean you know like uh, I spent so much time out of the day on the baseball field like when you play in college Half your day is on the baseball field. Like mm-hmm. I'd be throwing bullpens or running, you know, running along the warning track. Just, just <laughs> you got to run so much. So <laughs> I spent all my all my time running and throwing, uh, and I was used to doing that. And um, suddenly, all that was gone, like immediately. So yeah, I did have to find something to sort of occupy my time, and I just started writing. And I found like, like I said, I only threw like seventy nine miles an hour, and I was just floating balls into the strike zone, hoping that they weren't just they didn't just float out of earth, you know. <laughs> and so. Um, that kind of caused me to have to be a little bit more 
um, strategic and cerebral yeah. as a you know um, I couldn't just like heave fastballs past people's right. bats. You had to plan it out and try to see yeah how you could outsmart them more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, pitching was a, much more of a mental game than it was for someone throwing ninety five miles an hour. Yeah, you know? and so that part of my day was also now wide open. You know, like I didn't have to. Th- I wasn't being challenged mentally, and so. Writing, I started to write like, you know, two or three hours a day. Uh, and it was one of the only things I physically could do when the disease was really, you know, entering my body. You yeah. Know? So, um, yeah, I picked up writing. Wow. Yeah. And so this was right after all of this happened that you're just kind of like, I need to fill Because it seems like you're very busy. Like, it's like, all right, well, I can't do this anymore. So I'm going to try and I'm going to do this other thing that I like that's keeping making me happy. Yeah, I think that's the that's like the secret to to I guess happiness or mm-hmm. or you know uh, contentedness is just main, maintaining busyness in a in a in a healthy sort of fun, uh, productive way. Yeah, you know because if you just if I was if I allowed myself to just sit in bed all day during the times when I would have been playing and just like oh I it my pain is worse today than yesterday or mm. Mm, there's so there's so much less I can do today than than I would be if I had a, a normal body. That gets pretty, you know, dismal. Yeah, yeah if you just focus on that side. You yeah, know, you just bury the, yourself alive psychologically. Yeah, yeah which I, I would think would be easy to do if you, like you said, if you let yourself do that. Yeah, I mean, it's tough yeah. to move. Like, I, yeah. I mean, it's tough to do anything. So I can see that happening. So I'm glad I started writing because, like I said, it was one of the only f- things I physically could do. And it was very, you know, it occupied my mind well. Well, and this isn't your first book either. You had, yeah, This is hard to grip. Again, this is hard to grip. And it's out now. Um, I think you can buy it uh, Amazon definitely and uh, probably wherever books are sold, I would assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's usually in the sports section. Okay, sports yeah. section. So hard to grip. Definitely pick that up. But you have another book, uh, Beyond Folly. Yeah. That was out. So, yeah. But that's something completely different. Totally different. <laughs> so when, like the first, like I said, I, I wanted to put off uh, becoming like – a, a normal per- working person, and mm-hmm. that was one of the, one yeah. of the main. In- in- That's why we do this. Hey, but yeah, day. I, I fully appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It was instrumental in my desire to play pro ball, just not wanting to be a normal civilian. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, suddenly, I had rheumatoid arthritis, and I couldn't be a professional baseball player. And I was a college grad, moving home with mom and dad. And it's just like the worst college hangover ever. Uh, just yeah. living in the bed that you slept in when you were like four years old, and like used to not. You're used to like not having a curfew. Like all of a sudden you go to the fridge now and like someone's looking over you and like seeing what you're gonna eat, what you're eating and be like, um, and it's time for me to start like filling, the, restocking the fridge, you know, like contributing to the household, and, like now you're chores an and shit. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like I just came from college, so it was like, oh, what am I gonna do? Um, and so the first job I got was as a substitute teacher in San Francisco. And I just the things I saw every day were hilarious. And I start and also like when you're a sub, there's really not much demanded of you. It's not that subs are necessarily are lazy. I mean, a lot of them are incredibly eccentric. Yeah. And sh- probably shouldn't be in a classroom. <laughs> but um, they also d- aren't asked much, so they have a lot of free time. And so I would se- I would literally for three years find myself sitting in a classroom just watching like a catastrophe or the apocalypse <laughs> and just sit at my computer and start like writing ideas. And this, this ended up turning into a book of just short stories that were inspired by real events, but I like amplified them to the, uh, to the, like the level of the absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So it's called beyond folly. And then so that's neat because you have done everything like the span of from, you know, like fabulistic kind of things to a memoir. I exactly. mean, that's kind of a big genre leap a little bit. I was lucky I was lucky to have a memoir come out because I'm young and 
not famous mm. or, you know, and haven't <laughs> done anything that like notable at all in my life other than get a disease and talk about it, you know. And so it was it was hard to find uh, someone to actually pick that memoir up. And I was kind of embarrassed even writing it just because you just you kind of have this guilt when you're writing a memoir. And you're I was like 27 when I started and just thinking, do I like I don't deserve, to, mm-hmm. you know, who cares? Basically, you have to right. so. get over that side. But I mean, have you heard from other people with rheumatoid uh, arthritis? And yeah, 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 absolutely. And especially I've I've been contacted by people who were athletes who got some sort of autoimmune condition as well. So like that. Yeah. Well, I think it's there. brave cool. to write about yeah. something like that because it is scary and it does come out of nowhere and there there is no reason for it. And you're not you're not alone in that struggle because, as you said, you know, like millions of people will suffer with this. And right. Yeah. Now, yeah, I, I think it's good to put it on the forefront and talk about it. Yeah. yeah. It's also a trip to have an autoimmune condition just because you kind of have to, like, cope with this weird sort of. Uh, suspicion or or dread that your body hates itself, mm. you yeah. know. Like, I, and it's tough. I mean, like, if I think about it from the third person or from a bird's eye view, like, it, it sounds ludicrous to actually think that you're like to to have the worry that oh, does my body hate me? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of be logical about it, but when it's your own body turning against itself, you can't help but sort of be like, dude, what did I do? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you hate me? Like, like the mind is asking the body, do do we have like, are we right? You know, <laughs> are we okay? I just I describe it in my book as like a a marriage between two people who have grown to just hate each other, <laughs> but like can't afford to separate. You know, so they just live in the same house, hating each other, oh like God. all you know for the rest of their life. That's the kind of like what rheumatoid arthritis is in the body. So is it wow. something that kind of flares up? Like, a, a, like it, is it like okay? Like you, you seem okay. I mean, I don't know what's going on in your insides, but I mean, is it something that is sometimes worse than other times? Yeah, no, it's definitely a flare up kind of situation. a flare up kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and then you know, um, if you get kind of slack on the medicine mm. like if you don't take your meds for a while i'm sure it comes back and flares or like we were talking about earlier with the weather i think some people find themselves in humidity and uh-huh. it, it's like all of a sudden all their knuckles are balloons and stuff like that and oh. like super super painful balloons and mm-hmm. uh so yeah there's different things i think that can cause flare-ups but like scientifically nothing is like exact or proven mm-hmm. or and it's not like one thing causes it for everybody everybody's different with this thing yeah man well, the only thing you can control is your life and your like your reaction to it. Yep. So it seems like you're doing a good job at that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's hard to grip. So uh, definitely pick that up and get that book. And, and where can people follow you and follow everything that you're doing? And like, oh my gosh, I do way? not buy the fact that this is your like first time you've been in a studio because you're nailing it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm used to being in my boxers, uh, <laughs> sitting on a couch, looking out the window, and it's dark because it's so early. Uh, <laughs> talking to someone, you know. Halfway across the United well, States. Well, thank you for keeping your pants on. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been hard. Of note for everybody. <laughs> One at home. hand has been on my belt this whole time. <laughs> He's like, can I? Can I? This is cool. This is all right. Yeah, you can swear. I mean, why not? <laughs> um, yeah. What's oh, the best how, way? Yeah, for people um, to follow you and let's see. So on Twitter and on Instagram, I'm. It's just my name: E M I L D E A N D R E I S. Uh, I guess my website is facebook.com slash Emil Deandres author. Um, Ooh, author. Yeah, and those are the ways I can be followed. Yeah, okay, absolutely, and pick up Hard to Grip uh, wherever books are sold. Yeah, and on Amazon, and on Amazon. Yep. Yeah. Now, Perfect. are you going to be uh, in town for a while here? I was in town, and this is this is my last stop. Oh, nice. what a nice stop this is! Uh, <laughs> but we 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 started out on a bachelor party uh, a week ago uh, <laughs> in Portland, and then um, incidentally, my. The catcher, my catcher from college, um, who caught me for four years, all my slow ass pitches for four years, moved to Bend from Hawaii. 
So after the bachelor party, a few friends extended their stay. We went down to Bend for the last couple of days, explored down there. Nice. Um, yeah, it was really man, Bend is awesome. Oh, it was so beautiful. Oh, how yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. We, went, we also went whitewater rafting. Um, the shoots? No, so when we, we went whitewater rafting with the whole bachelor party crew uh, up in the White Salmon River. Oh, okay. Um, that was fun. And How big was your bachelor party crew? This crew, it was for my best friend. He's been my best friend since kindergarten. Uh, and it was, I think, 12, 12 deep. Oh. So two, it was like two full-ass rafts. Oh, like, my God. Trying to tip each <laughs> other over and dudes, stuff. Yeah, like yeah, hitting was, each other with yeah. the sticks or yeah. the poles and everything. A lot everything. of like just weird testosterone and like nervous <laughs> energy because we actually were all hella scared because we're all from San Francisco and have never like experienced anything oh, like, yeah. like dangerous. The Oregon wilderness is nothing to fuck around with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, oh, it, was, it was very fun. And then so th- after Bend came up here, I had a had a book event last night at a PR place called uh, AMPMPR. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's Mike. Which that's is who, who uh, oh, Mike told yeah. us. Oh, mm-hmm. he's rad. And he hooked yep. me up with this with this uh, podcast. And yeah, I'm flying out tonight. Nice. Oh, yeah. nice. That's a good. That's a good stay. I think you did. Yeah. You did Oregon right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad other some of my other buddies extended the stay too because it, it ended up being really really worth it. Well, if you're um, going to be, what time does your flight go out tonight? Eight. Well, I'm saying uh, if you want to do something before Greg is in a band uh, and it's playing tonight at five. Oh, we're at true. Mm-hmm. A landmark saloon. Where's it's that? on it's, uh, 49th and Division. It's just <laughs> like a guilty smile. I know. It's, like, well, it's, it's, an, it's like a joke band. It's kind of like a Spinal a, Tap kind of band. Oh, okay. But, I uh, it's amazing. He's the lead singer, and they're doing an acoustic set because his buddy uh, is in from Alaska, who's okay. the Unplugged. guitarist. Yeah, we've, we've never done that. Usually, I mean, this sounds douchey, but we play like every three years or so, and we, we play some bigger events it's hilarious. and so we're playing this t- our, our buddy's bar at 5pm kind of acoustic but we haven't practiced in three years okay. so. now are we talking It'll covers be. like Clannish no. or like, ori- like your, no, your greatest original. hits no it's okay. all original no it's original the yeah. songs are really really good and, okay. and hilarious so I love it actually my publisher uh, emailed me before this saying hey like there's some prestige in this place you're going to like this is the first place Nirvana ever played like unplugged in studio I'm not sure uh, the merit of that claim wait who wait Us? for where nirvana like um <laughs> uh, this might be a mythbusters moment oh my wait, God. for fun employment radio or <laughs> i think i think this like oh, studio was, like where we okay, are i was gonna say i was like probably like um, eight when they first played maybe in the, the real estate <gasps> maybe office it could be here i mean this was i mean there used to be a lot of old clubs and stuff around here but satiricon no, is down i think satiricon is what you're thinking of satiricon's downtown which mm. is basically opposite of this on the other side of the water but satiricon was torn down what like six years ago yeah satiricon yeah well yeah, no, that's not like that, the rumored not where, that like, long ago yeah that's where the rumor like uh kirk Cobain, mccourtney love and oh. the whole shit show began no they i mean they did play there i played that place and it's cool because they had everybody's signature no i know that they the played back. there i didn't know yeah. for sure it's kind of cool you just see kirk Cobain's signature on the wall we'll just say but, that this was the first sure let's keep that this Nirvana let's, ever keep, played on. let's keep this rumor going <laughs> yeah i'm that. fine yeah. with it unplugged also i saw on your website uh that you guys had once hosted uh, Adam Carolla. Mm. Or, or, or uh, Adam Carolla has been on our show. Yeah, got it. Because mm-hmm. that guy was yeah. my that guy remains my hero. But I don't listen to him as much as I, I used to. Like I used to fall asleep every night when I was in middle school listening to Love Line. Oh, really? With Doctor Drew, and like I would actually wake myself up laughing because like Carolla would like, like go into bleed your into my dreams <laughs> and like make my dream self laugh myself awake. Oh it was my like. God. 
My, yeah. That's why I can't when listen we to talking in, when I sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we were in radio, so Adam Carolla was the morning show at the rock station here. And then when he got let go by CBS Radio, it was the show we were on that took the spot. We replaced got him. Yeah, replaced him. They were like, got you it. guys suck. Bring back Adam Carolla. Yeah, I know. We get these angry <laughs> callers like, yeah, yeah, where the hell is Adam? Like, dude, he's in LA. Like, yeah. like you think we Portland. have any control over this? <laughs> like, yeah. we just got to fill the slot, man. I don't yeah. know. You know that Adam gentrified like Adam Carolla. <laughs> yeah. oh we didn't God. fire Adam Carolla. <laughs> <laughs> it's just us. Well, I think let's just wrap up the show. Let's just Yeah, yeah, that's great. Here. And then yeah, this, you've is, done. this is our closing music. It's a good Sweet. good job. Did a great job. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. We've had a Bam, lot, we've had a lot of first-time interviews in here, and that was perfect. It's really hot in here, too. Beautiful. It is. Yeah. It does yeah. get warm in here. Are you warm? I'm yeah. burning calories for okay, sure. Okay, yeah. yeah. We're just all That's burning calories together. See, we work out and podcast at the same go. time. <laughs> so we're, were we going to do that, like a workout podcast? Oh, yeah. I just still don't think that's a good idea. I still but. don't think it is either. I, don't <laughs> think. I personally do. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's our next step, then. That's how it's going to work. All you have to do is sit in here. It's like a sweat lodge in here. Yeah. Just sit and sweat profusely. Well, that's an excuse for, an for the boxers. That way, actually, it makes sense. Please keep your pants we on. We can all sit in boxers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Pants Good thing we don't required. have an HR department. All right. Yeah. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. And maybe we'll see you at Landmark tonight. Uh, maybe. It's, it's going to be weird. Um, send, follow us on Twitter, at Fun Imp Radio. Uh, subscribe on iTunes and all those places where you get podcasts and tell your friends. And go pick up the book. Pick up the book. Get it. Got it. Got it. Good. Thank you, Emil. Thanks, you. Thanks, Emil. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.